This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. We've just celebrated our second Matariki national holiday, which of course was very lovely. Matariki, the public holiday, of course, was introduced just last year. It was the first public holiday to recognise Te Ao Māori and the first new public holiday since 1974. Wild stuff. Uh, but here's a question. Do New Zealanders understand what the significance of this time of year actually is? Kia ora, this is Newsable. I'm Emil. And I'm Imogen, and this is what's worth talking about. Here to talk a bit more about Matariki is Staff's Potiaki Matua, Carmen Parahi. Kia ora, Carmen, how are you going? Matariki. To start off with, Carmen, you've just been away celebrating Matariki with your whanau. Is that something you've done every year? The beauty of where I come from, so I'm from Kurongata Marae in uh, Bridgepa Hastings, is our Farikai is actually called Matariki. Mm. So we have a long history and relationship with Matariki that actually goes back further beyond our uh, Hapu Ngati Poporo in Ngati Kahungunu land, which is uh, Hawke's Bay. Matariki goes back thousands of years actually across from the Pacific to Aotearoa. And Matariki is part of our Maramataka, our lunar calendar. And that is the recognition of all things, uh, flora and fauna, and uh, ngā tangata, and people, so people and environment. And Matariki is part of our seasons in the Maramataka. How do you celebrate it? So how do I celebrate it? So when I went back to Hawke's Bay last weekend, the theme for this year for Matariki is uh, Kainga Hokia, so return home. Uh, that's for all New Zealanders, particularly Māori, to go home to their people and uh, to celebrate and um, spend time with each other at home. So I decided, yeah, I'm going to go home to Hastings and uh, Hawke's Bay and hang out with my whānau and we just spent time together and... Uh, we talked about our loved ones, those who have passed. We talked about where we're at now, our present, celebrating our present, uh, but also what's in our future and uh, talking about our mukupuna, our grandchildren and our children and what's in the future for all of us. And so Matariki or Puanga or Puaka is celebrated differently all around the country. So it's not just Matariki, it is in you can't see Matariki from everywhere around Aotearoa. You see Puanga, which is a different star, so people use Puanga instead of Matariki at this time as well. Carmen, do you think New Zealanders more generally have an understanding of what Matariki means yet? We are on a journey. I think uh, there are some that know all about Matariki and have never been disconnected from Matariki. Uh, Māori and non-Māori, so Māori too, have been disconnected from Matariki and our traditional practices. But we are all learning. And so we've got the wonderful Professor Rangi Matamua and his rōpū who are supporting and creating what Matariki looks like for all New Zealanders. I think we're getting there, right? So um, it's 
apparently one of the or the only Indigenous national holiday celebrated anywhere in the world or Western world. Um, I cannot verify or check that. I haven't even checked it. But that is what people have said. And uh, New Zealanders are coming to know it and understand it. But in places like Wellington, when I was at Victoria University in the 90s, Matariki was well and truly celebrated through Te Tauruwhiri Te Reo Māori, the Māori Language Commission, and Te Papa and the government. And so there were a lot of activities in Wellington with uh, mana whenua there to actually celebrate and understand Matariki and bring back Matariki so that it became part of our national con- uh, At the time, as part of the Wellington consciousness and through all of the government departments, their understanding of Matariki. So it really grew into more prominence in the late 90s. So it's not something just turned up in the last two or three years. It actually has been a bubbling and brewing away and activities have been happening publicly in a general New Zealand sense since the late 90s. I was lucky because I was at uh, Victoria University at the time and therefore got to actually enjoy Matariki at those celebrations. So have been doing Matariki for a really long time. Actually, what's interesting is, you know what? Our kids actually do matariki. Our babies and our tamariki, they all do matariki at all of the schools. It's actually the adults that need to catch up with the kids. Matariki has been celebrated and used in our kindergartens and our schools, not so much our high schools, for a very, very long time. It really is adults that need to catch up. Well, yeah, because like matariki describes... In the constellation sense, it describes a cluster of stars, right? And it's kind of like, well, you know, it's cool. The Greeks can't have a monopoly on the stars. <laughs> Māori named star clusters as well. Well, not only that, we've got a long history with stars in yeah. Aotearoa, right? So from uh, our Polynesian navigators that navigated all over the Pacific using the stars, that's how they travelled around. Amazing stories and navigation, right? And then um, coming to Aotearoa using the stars, but so did our European navigators. They also used the stars. They didn't do their navigation during the day. They did it at night. They used the same stars, birds and tohu as as Māori, similar, obviously, because they were travelling around Europe and across the Atlantic and stuff like that before coming into the Pacific. So we've all used stars. Why wouldn't we use Matariki uh, as a way to celebrate being uh, from Aotearoa. I understand just writing about Matariki can spark or has sparked for you uh, some unpleasant feedback. Is that something you'd want to talk us through just now? Um, a lot of my work as a journalist has been focused on Te Māori and uh, an article I wrote in 2020 was republished yesterday and I didn't realise and I went into my email inbox and there were three abusive emails around Matariki, actually. And so one of them was, it's a Māori celebration, not mine. Stop pushing your culture down our throats. I'm sick of whinging Māori. I'm, I'm using the non because mm-hmm. they didn't use a macronom Māori, so I'm using the word Māori. Stop trying to turn this country into another South Africa. Another email was, the amount being spent on advertising, um, Matariki is a disgrace and, in my view, a waste of money. Uh, and the third person, it's as important to New Zealand as a hole in the head would be just another waste of day that should be worked. So, yep, that sentiment, that negative sentiment towards Matariki is there. The negative sentiment is towards anything Māori. So, 
uh, I thought, hmm, that's very negative. But then I've put it into context and had a look at how many people actually read the article. Uh, We also had a look at our Stuff Sentiment Tracker, which is an excellent way to understand sentiment on an article. And there were less than 100 uh, comments, and they were uh, quite negative and very similar to the emails I received. But there are um, around 8,000 people that actually read that article, which means only 1%. Of people are quite are negative towards Matsuriki, using that as a very terrible sort of a research. But it tells you that actually the majority of New Zealanders don't really care to be angry or or anything towards Matsuriki. They're either accepting it or enjoying themselves or going to just enjoy having a public holiday, and that's fine too. But at the same time, uh, Matsuriki is has been gifted to Aotearoa. Uh, from Māori as a way to uh, connect and be a part of uh, tikanga Māori uh, without having to go to a marae or, but at the same time encouraging people to go to marae and connect with their Māori communities. Prepare for an unfiltered journey through the harsh realities of infertility. My name's Nadine Higgins. I'm a broadcaster, a journalist, and I've been trying to make a baby with my husband. That's me. I'm Dan. And we reckon infertility is lonely enough without making it a dirty little secret. In The Human Race with Dan and Nadine Higgins, we share raw and unvarnished stories of couples who have faced the brutal truth of infertility. Unless you've been in it, it's, it's really tough and really lonely. Yeah, and also, this is really weird, but baby showers, you don't need to open the presents in front of everyone. Confronting the harsh reality that not every story has a happy ending. This very blunt, abrasive doctor who I had, you know, had not seen before, who delivered the news, just like, you'll probably never have a natural period again and you'll probably never have a baby. The Human Race, where we share the untold stories of couples in the race of their lives to create a life. I feel like I nearly missed out and I got to do it. And so I feel really lucky. So it's been incredibly positive. Listen today at stuff.co.nz slash the human race or wherever you get your podcasts. The Human Race is proudly brought to you by Elevate. A lot of holidays are uh, almost most visible in like mainstream culture by virtue of the sales and the commercialization and the 40% off Matariki weekend bonus, you know, like how, how do you, because I, I noticed a bit of these emails coming into my inbox. Like, did you notice that? How do you, how, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I don't really like the commercialization of any holiday, Christmas, mm. Easter, Matariki. Anzac. Anzac, definitely, you know, so all of these holidays commemorate something special. Why do we actually need to commercialise any of them? Uh, and so I do have an issue around commercialisation of uh, all of our public holidays. So if you thought about all of the public holidays that we have, what, five of them, six of them? We have a 365 days of the year. Could we possibly just leave those holidays alone? Although it is a good time for people to go out shopping. That's the thing, eh? It's because you get a day yeah, off. And, and, so like, and mm. That's right. It's a day off. You're going to go shopping. You've got to go and mow your lawns. Your lawnmower breaks down. You've got to go buy a new lawnmower or some part for the lawnmower. So I get that it's a time when people will go and spend money and it's really important for advertisers. And I do support um, our commercial entities because it's really important going into this very difficult um, next couple of years. We've already come out of a very difficult three years with um, the pandemic. So 
I get that we, we need these opportunities and commercial entities need these opportunities. Sometimes I just wonder whether we, we should or we shouldn't actually use those particular holidays to sell our stuff. We do have school holidays. Maybe they should use those school holidays instead. Or maybe everyone should just be like Briscoe's, you never buy better and just always have 40% yeah. off. Just Eternal always. Sale. A surprising <laughs> sale of another 40% off. Does the fact that we have Matariki as a public holiday still, do you still love that fact? Oh, I love it. So mm. Stuff campaigned uh, in 2020 to support uh, Matariki becoming a public holiday. We actually campaigned as a business and it happened and we were really pleased about that. I uh, did cry last year when we had our first uh, Matariki celebration and I watched the live, which was on stuff uh, yesterday as well. Um, so that live feed, when we hear the karakia, the karanga, going out to all people, not just Māori, to all New Zealanders, for everyone that's in the country at the time, that was for all of us, right? So I did uh, cry last year because I thought, well, who knew we would have an Indigenous public holiday and it's happened and I love that stuff was a part of making that happen as well. That made me feel really proud and so we took the live feed last year and we took the live feed again uh, this year and it's just things that we can do to support Matariki because it is part of our work, our pōtiaki work is to help uh, social cohesion in New Zealand. We made commitments to Māori in 2020 with our public apology to Māori and Matariki is a part of this work as well so it's really important to us that we continue to support Matariki. Can I just say too, Matariki is a taonga, right? It is a koha that has been given to all New Zealanders, Māori and non-Māori. That is the beauty of Matariki, that it has been gifted to us to uh, celebrate and to connect with um, te ao Māori. You know, as we said before, Matariki, one of the interesting things about Matariki, I suppose, is that it is it is visible. It is a star constellation. It is visible in the sky, in the night sky. When you look up at that constellation at this time of year, what do you think about? What what goes through your, your mind and your being? Uh, one thing you've got to remember that in some parts of Aotearoa, you actually can't see Matariki. So it's really low on the horizon. So we celebrate it because this is the time. So... At a certain part of the year, Matariki actually goes so low in the horizon you actually can't visibly horizon. see it. Uh, and then it comes back up again, so there's a, that uh, rising of Matariki. So that is around this time of the year that you can look out and see Matariki. When I see Matariki high in the sky, usually it's summer, usually it's in uh, either where I live um, or it's in Hawke's Bay. So for me, Matariki is Hawke's Bay home. It is my marae, it is my ancestors, uh, and it is a remembrance of our wonderful uh, navigators who brought us here and all of my tipuna, uh, but it is uh, a time also to uh, remember them, to uh, understand and celebrate our current and present moment, and also to look ahead to the future. So that is that is what Matariki is for. It is a time for everyone to remember our, those that have passed, to celebrate the present and to look forward to the future. Carmen Parahi, thank you so much for your time and knowledge. Rawe, don't forget guys, manawatia matariki. Manawatia matariki. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Newsable. I'm Imogen Wells. And I'm Emile Donovan. Remember to drop us a like and a follow on your favourite podcast player to get Newsable's goodness delivered straight to your device every day at 6am. That's us for today, though, so we'll catch you Monday morning. If you don't have time to read the in-depth stories or you just prefer to listen instead, The Long Read From Stuff is the podcast for you. Each week we showcase one of our excellent pieces of journalism, telling important or entertaining stories from the world of crime, sport, history, culture and more. You also get to hear from the journalists themselves about how they uncovered the story and how it came to life. So, for your weekly dose of long-form journalism, beautifully read, subscribe to The Long Read From Stuff wherever you get your podcasts. I think you're conflating a whole bunch of issues. You don't want to be held to account well, no, on I, I, rising child no, abuse numbers. You can manipulate crime statistics. I, I promised I wouldn't have a tattoo about gotcha journalism. Hang into the National Party's no, attack no, line no, there. No, that, I think Chris, it would be a resignation offence if I didn't deliver tax reduction. Yeah, yeah I'm not worried about it at all. That's, Nothing that's if in there. On. That sits with you perfectly fine. That's what, we're, that's what we're focused on. Whatever happens in politics, the weird, the wonderful, the important, the thought-provoking, we got you. Listen to Tova wherever you get your podcasts.